Good morning, Niagara. This is Rob Golfie with the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Niagara Edition with host Tim Dennis and Phil Golfie. Yeah, we're all together after another week of lots and lots and lots of news. And uh, we've got stats to get to. We've got some questions to uh, to the email uh, at the Golfie team to answer today. And we've got some, some other questions that have come up, and we'll get to all of those. But I have to ask both of you, uh, Given the the news of the past week here in Ontario, how are these new regulations, this new stay at home and this new state of emergency, how is that affecting you, if at all, Rob? You know what? As soon as they announced it, the next day, things kind of slow down with the phones and uh and uh things are are slowly starting to pick up but uh but it 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 definitely made an impact when they made that announcement and especially you know um uh, you know there was news that the police were pulling people over and that questioning them where they were going and obviously they got a lot of uh, blowback from the uh consumed people out there uh, with the government, and they said, no, we're not doing that. So they, yeah. I think they stopped that. I think they were trying to do that. Well, I talked to the chief of police here in Niagara, um, and he said, we're not doing it. We're not even allowed to do that unless you do something wrong, unless you, you know, break a, a rule when you're driving or something. We can't just pull you over and ask where you're going. So actually, what happened was one of our clients was on their way to Niagara Falls, and they got pulled over. And they were questioned. Now, there must have been a reason for them to be pulled over because it, maybe they were speeding. Yep. I, I don't know. Yep. There, there had to be a reason. But the, but he was questioning more about where were they going and, and asked them. Like, and they showed him, say, listen, I'm, we're looking at houses. Here's, our, here's some of the uh, papers uh, that we have uh, that we're looking at. The appointment confirmation. Yeah, the appointment confirmation and everything. And uh, so it... Uh, it it uh, they were just uh, they, they they were surprised and uh, that they got pulled over. Now that same day, I'm I was driving, and there was a lot of cars on the road. I mean, like, how did they randomly pick this one particular car? So they yep. they, they must have been maybe speeding a bit. I I don't know. Yep. Uh, but then there were other stories of other people being pulled over. And that kind of got kiboshed right after, right away um, when um, uh, when it hit the news, and and I think the you know all the all the, all the police chiefs are saying no, no, we're not doing you know yeah. <laughs> we're not doing that and everything. <laughs> so so they so they got in trouble, I guess maybe a little bit with all the uh, all the bad p- publicity of all pe- people being pulled over for no reason at all. So. But uh, yeah, it did slow down the phone. The phones did slow down ringing and uh, like just quickly overnight like that. I just feel like there's this huge cloud yeah. over what you can and, and cannot do. And, and the word essential is so vague that, yep. you know, you're left to your own judgment. And, uh, you, you know, you're kind of walking on eggshells and tip, tippy-toeing around and nobody really knows if they're doing something that's allowed or, or not allowed. And, and you know, some people are judging other people and, and, you know, you're not sure what's open, what's not open and where you're allowed to go. But, you know, in speaking for, you know, our own industry, we, we are essential. We 
um, you know, you know, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. What if somebody sold their house in the past month and now they're looking for somewhere to go? They need somewhere to buy because their closing dates up and coming. Yep. You know, they can't they can't just stop looking. They they need yeah. they need somewhere to live. They 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 have this closing date that's that's up and coming and and they need to go find a house. Those people are going to be out looking every single day until they find their next house. Now with that being said, you know, we we have a bunch of technology and and things in place that that is able to help them look more safely. You know, there's a lot of a lot of tools that you can use online and sit in the comfort of your home own home and, and view real estate listings. But but for somebody like that, you know, those people are going to be on the roads viewing properties, right? So, yep. you know, we're we're still operating, we're still essential and and you know, we're still helping those people who 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 need to either sell or, or buy real estate. And we're doing it safely. So we're we're like we're even taking I think even more extreme precautions than we did even in from March and April when when things first hit. Um and uh like we've got uh, even uh, even our office door, we've got it, it's uh, locked, and they have to uh, read read there, ring the doorbell, and uh, and uh, answer some questions. Um, so it's just uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like uh, uh, like hopefully, hopefully, it's just this twenty eight days or twenty three days. I think it's it's mm-hmm. to the uh, when it, when in February, middle, middle of February, yeah, the fourteenth, from what I understand, yeah, fourteenth of February. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know a month. It's like uh, you know and. They don't want anybody congregating, and and you know what? The next thing, if this doesn't, uh, if we don't slow this thing down, we're going to be curfewed. It's going to yeah. be definitely like now. If you're on the road after eight o'clock, that's when you got. You yeah, got, Quebec, uh, Quebec's you going through all kinds time, of wartime uh, 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 ways of doing things. Yeah, you know, and we we can do it because there um, BC is showing signs that, that that it's beginning to work. Alberta is loosening some restrictions and whatnot, but here in the east, or at least the central part of the central east part of Canada, Ontario, Quebec, we're going in the wrong direction, and it's funny. Rob, you and I were talking about this last week in terms of, okay, um, if if things don't change, we should be getting out of this about, you know, April, May. We're going to begin to see things begin to get back to normal. And then, boom, we get this. So (laughs) nobody seems to be able to predict from one week till the next, even in the real estate business, what's going on next. No, I know. It's just it's 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 so hard to predict. Things were things were going really good, and 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 uh, and it just uh, you know what? It, like now coming up in about two months, people are going to be celebrating uh, if they were if if it's in March, April, middle of March, April. Their second either birthday is COVID. Yeah. Yep. Uh, their second anniversary. Well, my, my 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 birthday's in February, beginning of February, and I haven't you know I. I had a normal birthday last yep. year, right before COVID. It was a normal birthday. So I, I was able to, to, to celebrate that normal, but this will be my first COVID birthday, but you're right. Some people will be going on their, on their second, on their second, you know, anniversary yep. COVID birthdays or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's almost, you know, we, we, we always talked about it, how it's the new normal and you know, as you're in it, you, you kind of develop your habits and, and lifestyle and, and tailoring it towards this, this new normal. And I, and speaking for myself, you know, I have a couple food apps on my phone that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a big person of, you know, getting food delivered, but <laughs> it is so convenient now uh, of you can order whatever you want, whenever you want, and they deliver it right to your door. And, and that, you know, that those are just little things that people have adapted to, but 
as we adapt to it, even when COVID goes away, those are, are things that will continue to stay. Yep. Um, but, but I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's the new normal and, and, uh, you know, as we, as we transition out of it, it's going to take a, a, a lot longer for people to start to get comfortable in public places again and start to yeah. go out. I think they're, they're still, you know, even when, you know, the, the vaccinations, you know, come on and, and people get, you know, start to get vaccinated and, and, and we have strong numbers of, of, you know, the amount of people that have been vaccinated. I still think there's going to be an anxiety of people going out in public. I, I, I think uh, people will, will continue to wear masks for, for a long time. And I think it might become a, a common trend in, in society. So the, the obvious question right now um, is, is it a good time to sell your house or do you wait this out? Uh, because there are a lot of people with that question. I know you in the business are looking for inventory for people to sell houses, but I mean, yeah. realistically, is it a good time now or do it, you wait? It, it's been a good time to sell your house it is. for the past eight years, but <laughs> speaking right now, there hasn't been a better time yeah. in the past eight, eight years to sell your house than right now. It's, it's absolutely incredible. What's been going on in the market. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it, it, Timing wise is good. So, uh, so if, if you're planning on it and here's the hard part. So do you, you know, because of the market's so good, if you're buying and selling in this market, it balances out, it balance, it does balance out. Now, if you're getting out of the market and you're, you know, deciding to rent or whatever, you're going to cash out big time. Uh, and it's tax-free money if it's your personal residence, but, uh, but yeah, no timing wise is good. We, um, we just, um, sold one, uh, uh, a few, two days ago on, on, um, Maureen Crescent in Niagara Falls, over a hundred showings, uh, I think 16 offers and uh, I think it was like 60,000 over asking price. And we just had another one, 100, 135 over asking price on their house. Now they totally never expected that. And we didn't expect that. But timing wise now, if it's structurally done right, which we know how to do, you can actually get way more money for your house today uh, uh, than ever. And now the question is, if you wait too long, too long, too long, and you're saying, hey, my flowers look, I, I want my flowers to show, it, it, that won't matter uh, if you wait till um, May or June to sell. Um <clears throat> You'll get top dollar right now because there's such a low inventory that like we're putting houses up for sale and they're sold within three to five days just because we're, we're mm-hmm. you know, holding offers sometimes. But uh, and, and we're getting like like several offers. So that means so we had 100 people showing that one house on Maureen. So that means there's 100 people looking for a house and it was a bungalow in in this neighborhood in, in, in Niagara Falls. Now, so that tells us now, if you looked in Niagara Falls uh, for how many houses there are, there's probably less homes in that price point, way less than there's probably only two or three, yeah, two yeah. or three, maybe four houses in that, in that exact price point. And you have a hundred different parties looking in, at that price point in that area. There's, there's, a, there's over, you know, 50 to 60 buyers waiting for new listings to come onto the market and, and there's none and people, people are absolutely starving for new listings. They're there. And, and that's where we get, we're getting the, the, these price points. We're getting GTA buyers. We're getting Hamilton buyers coming down to Niagara and, and outbidding, uh, outbidding each other. It, yeah. It's, it's, in, you- it's incredible to see. There's, there's nobody that can predict a sale price in today's market. But what we always say, I, I, I always say this to, to sellers. I go, I, I can't tell you, 
what your house is going to sell for. But I can set you up in the best position to get you the most amount of money for your home. And and that's and that's one of the things that we can do. It's so hard to predict um, what, what a sale price will go for right now. And we're in this market that we're constantly surprised by these sale prices where, where we're, we're looking at it and we're shaking our heads. But what's even crazier is that sale price will set a benchmark for that neighborhood. So, so we, we're talking about this one on Marine. We're talking about this other one on that went for $135,000 over asking or $150,000 over asking. Well, that's the new benchmark for that neighborhood because now all the neighbors want to know how much that house sold for. And then people start nitpicking. People say, if you know, say, oh, if that one got five fifty, well, you know, mine has a finished basement and, and it has an in-law suite and, you know, my gardens are done nice and my backyard's done and it's landscape. So if that one went for five fifty, well, you know, mine's probably worth five seventy five. It's funny, you know, because back way back in March, April, um, and we were when we were doing the show, we were talking about how the, you know, the lockdown was making people look at homes differently. They were looking at homes for bigger, you know, bigger lots and more rooms to do stuff in. Then, you know, things began to ease up a little bit. And I wonder whether this new stay in home order that's uh, been invoked, is that going to double down on the kinds of homes people are looking for, like bigger lots, uh, more more, more room to play, more rooms to play in, that kind of thing? It, it, it will, but not only that, and here's the problem with that. So we're going to get a lot more people leaving their condos to go into, because they're realizing I, I can't I can't be in this condo. Like all restaurants are closed, uh, coffee shops are closed. People that have condos, they have their, their uh, social life is more of going out and doing things. That's why they just, you know, they just want a place to sleep and just maybe kick their feet up and watch TV, but they don't want to watch TV 24-7. Right. So they're used to going out for lunches and dinners or whatever and going for walks. That's what condo people do. They ride their bikes and they're more active. So they're going to be, you're right, they're going to be looking for places where they have maybe a little bit, a bit of a backyard. It could be a townhouse compared to a condo. They're looking for something that, uh, you know, a little more space. Uh, again, a, a, a condo with, you know, it's got three bedrooms upstairs and they got two, two story or whatever. They're going to be looking for that. But because of that, because of that, there's going to be now people under lockdown thinking, well, you know, I'm going to hold off on putting my house up for sale. So now there's less homes for sale. Now there's a, there's an <laughs> abundance of people looking for houses. Now, now, now that's what's driving the prices up. And uh, it's just crazy. Let's talk some stats when we come back and uh, some other questions about things like uh, commissions and selling privately and all those kinds of things. When we come back on the uh, Golfy Real Estate Show, Niagara Edition, right after this. Welcome back. It's the Golfy Real Estate Show, Niagara Edition. Rob Golfy, Phil Golfy, you're with me. I'm Tim Dennis as we uh, look at uh, the changing face, uh, the constantly changing face of the real estate business. We were talking about um, the the changes to the laws the last couple of weeks and the the changes that we're all undergoing. Um, but as as 2021 began, Rob and Phil, um, let's let's look at some of the stats from the first two weeks of the year uh, compared to maybe the way that it was a year ago. Let's look at some of those stats, Rob. So we're we're comparing. Uh, so last year, January, uh, there was no COVID. And uh, so in the first two weeks, there was 196 sales in Niagara. And uh, so, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. In the first two weeks of this year uh, is 196 uh, sales in uh, in January. So the first two weeks. Last year, it was 150. So not only are we dealing with less inventory, but we're dealing with uh, uh, a stronger 
market uh, uh, this year. So more sales have happened this year. So the market is better this year so far. It's 30% up in uh, uh, 30% up in average uh, in uh, unit sales. And the average sale price uh, this year in Niagara is 642000 for the first two weeks. And you're not going to believe this. The average sale last year in uh, the first two weeks was 482000 Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. talk, about, talk about like, uh, wow, you know what I mean? So so, uh, too bad we didn't buy ten homes last year in January, and uh, we'd be uh, definitely a millionaire today. Yeah, but uh, as they say, who knew, right? Exactly, could have gone the other way. Exactly. Right? Um, you know, is it is it happening right across the board in Niagara? Are there places that are doing a lot better than others? Um, Niagara Falls is 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 seems to be the strong area right now, and then uh, uh, Fort Erie Welland they've picked up uh, uh, quite a bit of steam just because of affordability there. So they're so because of that, their prices are are uh, starting to go up quite a bit too. But uh, Niagara Falls seems to be uh, an area that uh, people like. Uh, it, it, it you know you know what it is. What happens is you get all these people from the GTA coming to Niagara Falls. They drive around. They look at the falls. They love the little te- the city. It, it's 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 not a big city. It's just uh, you know I, I think it's population of eighty thousand people, uh, if that. And um, you know it's pretty simple. Uh, they have all the amenities. It's you know easy access to the Queen Elizabeth Way, um, and uh, they've got you know they got the wineries. They've got trails. They've got golf. They've got they people got everything that uh, a, a city person would want. And, and that's why, you know, uh, Niagara Falls is probably one of the first destinations in St. Catharines and Niagara Lake. It just depends on their lifestyle, if they're still working or not working. But uh, they, um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it, it's still happening. But the, pro- the with the second shutdown, kind of just, you know, put people into a freeze more. So, so the houses that people were thinking of putting on the market, they're not sure. And so, but the people that are buying, they're still out there. They're still looking and, and, and they're aggressively looking, uh, cause they want to get out of this. They're, they're, they're done And companies out there. They're telling their, their employees, Hey, we're not, we're not, we don't need, we don't need to have you back in the office. You can work out of your house. So, yeah. so you pretty well can work anywhere in Canada now uh, for a company and uh, you know, and, uh, and just work out of your house and uh, wherever you are. Everybody that is in your business uh, likes to look ahead because that's what it's all about. You got to predict what's going to come down the road, take a chance. The, the people who have a lot of the mortgages in this country are the banks, the six, the big six, so to speak. And they're forecasting that everything is going to be just like we're talking about now, higher, higher, higher and peak in the first half of this year and then begin to cool down. Um, do you I mean, I've, I've heard you disagree with forecasts in the past, guys. What do you think about that forecast? Well, it's interesting because when, when it's coming from the bank, you know, they have a lot more control. What, what's you know, what's a big factor in the market right now is is how low the interest rates are. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that that, you know, they're going to rebuild this economy is is through infrastructure. So, you know, the Bank of Canada is going to going to raise money to create infrastructure for people to be attracted to investing in, in that money 
the interest rates are going to have to go up. So, but the, the but the banks have committed to keeping the interest rates this lower or or record lower, relatively low until at least 2023. So, with these massively low interest rates, it's gonna it's gonna attract people to to buy. I mean, we're we're seeing rates right now in the market as low as 1.5 to 1.9 for a five year fixed closed mortgage. That is unbelievable mm-hmm. it, it, and you know the term free money is being thrown around out it, it, people have no problem paying for a house if they get a 1.5 percent interest rate for five years it's, it's, they're just unfazed by it and, and and it's increasing the buyer power for a lot of people so that's where we're seeing these rapid price escalations is because the affordability is there now with that being said, you combine that with the GTA buyers, you combine that with the low inventory of, of, of listings, and then you combine that with people's lifestyles changing and them trying to, to you know, find a, a home or a property that fits to, to, you know, we want home offices, home gyms, pool, outdoor space, entertaining centers, things like that. People that have planned on moving, this has sped up the 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 position of people in, in needing to move into a, a bigger house or 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 what have you. So, all those things combined is is what's creating this this crazy real estate market, and and you know it's going to stay relatively the same for the next couple of years. Now, one thing that we were talking about before off air is in 2017 when we were going through this 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 crazy market, similar to this, but I, I would say this market is way way more heated than 2017. In 2017 it was getting a lot of, a lot of news. It was it was front page of a lot of papers. It was, you know, starting off, you know, the top story of a lot of, you know, um, news news telecasts. Mm-hmm. But right now it, it, and rightfully so it's kind of swept under the rug. If you're not really paying attention to it or, or really digging for, for real estate news, you're not going to find it because we're so involved with the pandemic and paying attention to, to those different announcements and, and those types of things that, that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't familiar with what is going on in, in today's real estate market and how heated up it is. And, and the opportunity there is to sell, and cash in and make a lot of money on your house right now. There's a lot of people that still don't know that. But in 2017, it was it was you know the the, the headline of every single story. And then the Can- uh, the, the the government ended up getting involved and and introducing you know a, a number of different things such as the foreign buyers tax and uh, things of that nature and and, and increasing the, uh, the the land transfer tax in Toronto and, and and those types of things. But but right now it's it's people are just really unfamiliar with what's going on in the real estate market. Can I can I ask a couple of questions about commercial real estate for a, for a second? Because I had somebody ask me that a couple of weeks ago, and I never got around to asking you the question. Uh, during the summer, during this program, we talked a little bit about how uh, it's a little different if you're trying to sell a commercial building, uh, you know, a, a building downtown or a building that used to own a business that's gone out and that kind of thing. What's happening in the commercial real estate business, guys? They're they're uh, they're 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 going through some major struggles right now. Um, there is a lot of office space available. A lot of companies that uh, had a lot of uh, square footage uh, that they were renting, they're not renewing their their leases. And uh, so, who the owners of these buildings, these 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 uh, uh, office buildings, uh, they're going to feel the pinch because um, office buildings are uh, are based on 
income of rent of value. So that's how the, that's how you base your inc- you know if that building's worth x amount of dollars because it's got x amount of income coming in. So now if that is changing for them, so so let's let's say an office building is going to be at seventy percent uh, vacancy. Um, uh, it, it, it's going to drop the price of that that building to 30% down because nobody's going to want to buy it. Uh, like another investor is not going to buy it with uh, 30% empty and at the price that he would have had it at 100% uh, full. So there's opportunities here, but also big risks. So... Uh, so for so for someone to buy uh, like an investor to buy a, an office building um, it is how long is this trend going to last and how many buildings are going up right now that have to be finished that were pre-sold already and everything else. So um, there's going to be an abundance of office space probably for the next five to 10 years. You won't see, a, you know, too many new office buildings going up for a while. Uh, it's just uh, it's it just people don't need them. Like um, I know there's um, who was telling me there at the t- at the TD in Toronto. They got like, I don't know how many floors in the, and it's all empty. So they're, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of big corporations are going to be giving up a lot of square footage of, um, uh, of office space and and those buildings are it's gonna they're gonna deflate in price just because of the fact that uh they're gonna be you know 25 to 30 percent empty so it, it just opportunities there but also the risk is there also is it making it tough uh frustrating for landlords rob uh, I, it, it is. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, so uh, the smaller landlords that have these little, sometimes they have little plazas here and there. You got the barbershops that are closed. They have no money coming in. Then you've got the, um, um, like all these little, you know, convenience small, stores, convenience, small businesses, yeah. small businesses that, uh, you know, hair salons, all yeah. those things. So and usually, uh, you know, if they're in, in small little plazas, they're owned by smaller uh, investors. And so what do they do? They can't do anything. So, I mean, they have to give them, you know, they have, they have to, you know, I mean, the banks don't give a break on those people. The, the tax department doesn't give a break, but but you have to almost give a break to the tenant. Uh, if you don't, you, if you lose the tenant, you may have a hard time filling that tenant out. So you got to do everything in your power to keep that tenant uh, in there, even if it's going to cost you two months rent or three months rent, because if, if you kick him out, then you're going to have uh, you're going to have you're going to end up having a, an empty unit for even a lot longer than uh, those two months that you lost. So so you you, you got to work with your work with your tenants, especially if they're you know the small businesses that are all shut down, the salons, the the barber shops, uh, and and spas and everything else like that. You just got to you know the 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 owners of these. Uh, uh, places, uh, buildings, mm-hmm. and, and plazas. You got to work with them. If you don't, you're going to have empty units for a long time. Right. But with that being said, you know we're going to see a lot of these office spaces get converted into something that's tailored to the way we live and the way we work now. You know we're going to we're going to see you know cloud uh, computing with, with with boardrooms that you can rent out and, and and things of that nature. Where shared office space, right? Share, yeah, shared office space with access to printers and and things like that. You know, I. Think I think I think you know coming into an office and, and working at you know the same desk every single day will will start to be you know not as popular and and and, and but but you're going to see these companies that uh, subscribe to office spaces you know throughout different regions so their their employees can go work wherever so I think you know people who adjust and adapt to things like that will be successful and I think if you know you, you need to get creative and think outside the box to create 
you know, to have an attractive workspace and people that do that, uh, will, will, can, will, will be successful. But I, I, uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, big problems when it comes to, to office space and, um, and, and we're going to see the, the vacancies go, go through the roof. I want to ask you a question that that came into your uh, into your uh, inbox this week, Rob. That uh, you sent along to me, and it said, "Hey, Rob, I'm a senior living in Niagara Falls. My home's been neglected from lack of money. I need money and don't want to move. What can I do?" And that's from Agnes. What what did you take from that question, Robert? You know what? I, 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 a similar situation like this I saw happen um, with a lady. Uh, she had her um, she, the house was in it was pretty bad. So what what happened was um, her house went up for sale, uh, and I remember this situation a situation like this. Um, um, the agent put the house up for sale, and we had multiple offers, and the best offer was. Whoever's going to give an offer and able to leave, keep her there as a tenant. So, so the buyer, uh, so they basically, um, that agent was looking for an investor to buy to keep her there. She wanted to spend the rest of her life there, right? Mm-hmm. So the investor had to make a decision. You know, how long do I want to keep this tenant here? So, I mean, they, they agreed on a, on, a, on a rental amount. And and they agreed on a uh, an, on a price. Would you believe um, uh, there? I think there were six offers on this property. This was years ago. Six offers on this property, and she actually took the offer. It was a lot less than all the other offers, but the uh, the guy that was buying the property was uh, letting her stay there. Um, I think as long as she wanted to. Wow. Yeah. So she took a lot less. She just needed, you know, her pension, there was not much money of her pension. There was not much money of anything. She just, you know what, now she had more than enough money to, she had a little bit, you know, a little bit of a pension that she had. And now she had a, a bank of money and she didn't have to worry about the repairs of the house either. Because now the new owner has to worry about that. So if it needs a new roof, he's got to put it on, not her. So she had some money to live comfortably now for the rest of her life, and that's and that that was that situation. Now I know these there's other programs of um, uh, you hear see on TV where uh, they give you so much money you don't have to make any payments. I think they give you fifty percent. I'm not sure, but then they take over the house um, uh, after you pass away. Um, I, I don't know um, situations, but this lady didn't really have anybody to help her out family wise so she was basically on on her on her own and uh so but but the one thing is there's always opportunities and there's always ways to do things um and you just bring up all the different scenarios that she may feel comfortable now the highest price wasn't the right one for her but the, the, it was a lower price but she was able to stay there for the rest of her life so that she can do that so um but it, like, like i said there's there's if you talk to somebody that's very innovative and with full of ideas give us a call we can get you uh different ideas and we, we got to find out exactly what you're looking for uh in in your life and how much you need and all that kind of stuff right now uh like there's a lot, a lot of opportunities there for uh sellers uh to to get the cash and also stay living there if if it works out for both parties if you've got questions you can call them at 905-641-0308 or online at robgolfie.com this is the golf 
Adelphi Real Estate Show, and it's the Niagara edition. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a question that comes up all the time is, can I save a lot of money saving commissions by doing this thing myself? That's when we come back after this. Yes, the Niagara edition of the Golfy Real Estate Show has two golfies for the price of one this week. Rob and Phil are with us. I'm Tim Dennis. And I want to get back to we We're talking about how people can make a lot of money selling a house right now, uh, probably more than was ever possible. But people being people, people are going to want to get every cent they possibly can. And you know, as real estate guys, there are people out there who get galled by having to pay commission. Heaven forbid you guys should actually get paid for your expertise. But um, there are places out there that you can go to get information on selling your house privately is it worth it now transparency being you're you're the golfy real estate team but is it worth it to try and do it yourself in this market no um i i do believe in it i remember i owned uh houses before i i got my real estate license and i have tried to sell privately because i was trying to save money and 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 it and, and it is a big headache it's very very big so um the the one thing about uh selling your uh yourself you got no professional help you got less knowledge of the real estate market you're limited on on marketing and uh and and time and it takes a lot of your time and uh and then and then also you've got a personal attachment to the property so you're going to be a little bit more uh tougher on on when people make comments about it and there's always legal issues after closing there's always something that you know what i i you didn't you forgot or you didn't know and this and that and the biggest biggest problem in this market is that you're not going to get the exposure. So mm-hmm. you know how we're telling you we're getting $135,000 over asking, $60,000 mm-hmm. over asking. You are shortchanging yourself. People, don't jump over the uh, dollars to save the pennies. Believe me, because you will hurt yourself in the long run. Um, just like Phil said earlier, we're, like, we're here to help you set up to get you the most amount of money when we're there, especially in this market. Mm-hmm. Now, now, this market... I, it's foolish to do that. Now, when the market is balanced, it is a little tougher to sell. Um, if your house is not exposed like the other houses, it's going to take a lot longer to sell. It just depends on uh, who you are, uh, you know, how, how much patience you have. And that's a balanced market. Now, if it's a, uh, a a buyer's market, sorry, sorry, no. If yeah, if it's a buyer's market, and there's uh, uh, a lot of homes for sale out there, you're going to even have a tougher time uh, because now you really need the marketing, you really need the exposure, you really need the knowledge of the market. So. To me personally, uh, I mean, you can sell, but I think if you're selling privately in this market, you're hurting yourself. I'd say between I'd say between five and, and thirty thousand dollars out of your pocket, maybe more, um, uh, without uh, using a realtor. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a realtor. I am literally like, like, like you know, like the house, like the house it's, that we it's just standard, sold. It's standard economics. Do you, do you have a better chance of getting the most amount of money? If you're selling to one person or do you have a better chance of getting the most amount of money of opening it up to and putting it on MLS and selling to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and allowing them to offer it on your property? There's a lot of people that have sold privately out there and, and, and they regret and, it. And, and there's a lot, a lot of them regret it. And a lot of them have seller's remorse and a lot of them will, will, will be in a conversation, you know, a couple days down the road and they'll be talking about their sale and, and somebody will say, you sold your house for that much. You could have got this much more. And that's when the problems start, 
right? Yeah. And that's when there's that seller remorse starts to starts to come in, and and you know there's we always say you know get a couple of opinions from a real estate agent. Interview interview agents, learn about the marketing plans, learn about the marketing strategies. But I always say every single time, you know, in standard economics, open up your house to the mass market. And that, that that's going to put you in the best position to get the most amount of money for your house. That's how we especially got... Especially in this market. Yeah, that's how we got over 100 people in that one, uh, on that one property. Yeah. And, and we're getting 50, 100 people in, in showings. You wouldn't get that if you were going privately. There's no way. And you just got to be, be very, very careful uh, because you, you, you will hurt yourself more. And, and I, I understand that completely. And, and, and actually, you got to hire like a reputable realtor. We just had, uh, we just, we had a house up for sale. Not a, no, sorry. We put up a house for sale that another agent had. It was listed at five ninety nine nine. He couldn't get any offers, nothing. We put it up for sale in three, four days. We get three offers on it at the same price. Now, Tim, what, like this is a, a real estate agent also that had it before us and he couldn't sell it. We put it up for sale. So, also, hiring the right realtor and team is is also a key factor. So, be very very careful on on one doing yourself. Be very very careful. Make sure you look at the credentials of whoever you're hiring too. It's funny, you know, because the excuse I always get from people is I'm I'm selling the house to my kid or my brother or he's my best friend. I don't need anybody else. I can do this myself. But you've probably found, as I have in the over the years, you know, dealing with family that's probably the best time to get somebody else involved right yeah, yeah. we had yeah, oh absolutely we had one time one person called me up and it, it's too late he said rob, uh, rob I, I sold my house privately and how can i get out of the deal i, I said i said call your lawyer <laughs> i go yep. let's hope there's some mistakes on that contract for you to to get you out of it but uh, but yeah, he just uh, obviously there was a regret there, and um, and um, but nothing I can do about it. I said just call your lawyer, and they'll they'll be able to guide you whatever direction you can go. Uh, let me ask another question that that you brought up in your notes to me this week in terms of uh, real estate chattels. I don't think a lot of people understand the term necessarily. So um, part of the, the, the beauty of this program is edu- educating people about the terms around the real estate business. Talk to me about the ins and outs of real estate chattel. Yeah, what, what you know, this is this is a huge problem when it comes to real estate transactions. So what happens is, you know, the way the homes are built today, there's so many smart homes and smart home technologies and 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 what's attached and what's not attached and are the security cameras included and are the the, the speakers included and what about the Nest thermostat or what about the you know the, the backyard lights. So there's there's also, you know, so much judgment that goes into what's a chattel and what's a fixture. And one way to avoid this and to avoid this problem is you have to be extremely detailed on the agreement of purchase and sale and explain exactly what's included and what's not included. Because on closing date, you know, if you're just going to assume something's going to be there on closing, that's not good enough because there's nothing worse than showing up to the property that you just purchased and walking in and looking forward to using that that built-in barbecue or, or looking forward to, to not having to install a, a security system or garage door opener. And then all of a sudden you find out that it's not there and the sellers took it. So it's so important to, to make sure that you, you you are extremely detailed and descriptive and making sure you highlight what's exactly included and what's excluded in, in, in the real estate deal. And, and 
you know, my brother Dan just bought a house. He bought a house in Stony Creek and he showed up on, on closing day. And this just happened this week. And he included all the TV wall mounts, including the TV that was supposed to be in the kitchen. And he shows up on closing date and it wasn't there and it's gone. And he's, he's all bent out of shape and, you know, all stressed out. He's like, well, it was, you know, it was included, but they took it. And, 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 and he's all worried. But to, to avoid that, you got to be extremely descriptive in the agreement of purchase and sale. So when you when 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 you're buying a house, both this buyer and the seller know what's supposed to say and what's not supposed to say. Interesting. So, That's something that ten years ago you would never have heard <laughs> that you had to keep the 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 TV mounts uh, exactly, listed, yeah. right? So so I'll explain it. So the TV wall mount is considered a fixture because it's screwed into the wall, right? And and, and that, but the TV itself. It's considered a shadow. So the chattel, the chattels can be moving. And and I always explain this. I said, if I were to grab your house and, and and I flip it upside down, everything that falls to the roof, you can take. Including but the kids? That, that sticks on the wall and doesn't fall has to stay. Right. I go, if I were to flip your house upside down, is there anything that's affixed or attached to the wall that would have moved that you want to take with you? Because we need to highlight every single one of those items. And that's the best way to describe or highlight the difference between a chattel and a fixture. And let's face it, everybody has those, you know, those sentimental items, whether it's a light fixture or, or a built-in this or a built-in that. Make sure you highlight those, uh, uh, those items. And, and, and that way you avoid the, the problems and the stresses on closing date that when you show up, you want to make sure everything's there. And, and, and I'll go as far as this. People will highlight the specific brands of the appliances that are included in the agreement of, of purchase and sale to make sure that the sellers do not swap them. And we've seen this before, and, and it's sometimes it's not the seller's fault, but it's just understanding that all the appliances are included. Sometimes the seller thinks, oh, you know, that means any appliances I can put in there. No, the appliances that are included are the ones that were in there during the initial viewing by the buyer when they were buying your property. You can't put all these nice stainless steel appliances, high-end appliances, and then all of a sudden switch them out for some lower-end, maybe white ones or, or what have you. You can't switch them out. They have to be the exact same ones that the, were there on on during the initial uh, inspection. By the buyer, so we we we've seen many problems and 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 many you know debates and and you know conversations that go back and forth about the chattels and it makes it so much more difficult in this day and age because the way the homes are built and the way the way people have them with the surround sound speakers and the built-in lights and the built-in fireplaces and and what have you, don't assume that you're going to get something. If you want it, make sure you highlight it. Especially hanging mirrors in bathrooms. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> you know, people just assume that they're going to leave them. You know, Sometimes it's it's a really nice mirror, really high-end mirror, nice frame, and all of a sudden you show up on closing day. It's got, you know, don't, don't assume. You ever run into a situation where somebody leaves something and the buyer doesn't want them and they don't know what to do with them because they're a pain in the butt to get rid of? Like a big, yeah. huge mirror, that kind of thing? deep freezers in the oh, okay. that they can't get out. They yep. Sometimes a couch that uh, they can't even uh, get out. They struggle getting it in in the first place. Now they're, you know, and they'll make a phone call. Hey, see if the people want the couch in the basement. No, no, no. Just take it out. And all of a sudden it's still there uh, on closing date. And uh, 
so then you got you got issues. You got issues. Sometimes <laughs> you, that's why it's always good to to, to do a walk through the house uh, the night before, or even the morning of the closing date, uh, so that you can see exactly because they're pretty well, almost pretty well packed up, uh, if anything, and you'll know uh, what's happening. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we a lot of people leave stuff behind, and and it, and it is a frustrating thing. As you uh, as you drive around Niagara, the last little while, of course, the last well, good while. Uh, I left the the studio last week after recording this show and uh, I drive down the road and there's a there's a billboard has Rob's face on it and I'm going shocker I haven't seen one of those before no and I'm going by a bus stop and there's there's Rob's face on on the uh, on the bus shelter and then I get home and I open my mailbox and there's Rob's face in my in my mailbox um your January newsletter is out Yes. Uh, yeah. Look. Yeah. If you haven't looked in your mail yet, uh, take a look in the January newsletter. We've got the, the past 10 years of average sale prices in the past 10 years in all different areas of, of Niagara, right through the whole, whole golden horseshoe. And uh, and if you get your smartphone, you can actually go to your uh, picture and just uh, there's a QR, uh, a, a QR code there. Just uh, put put your phone over the QR code uh, when you have your uh, camera on it. It'll it'll take you right to our website. It'll give you, uh, you know, why why uh, work with the uh, golfy team but uh, yeah but there's a lot of good information on there so uh, uh, look in your mailbox uh, if you haven't got it already you probably will get it soon um, yeah uh, we got some good stuff there excellent and if you want to listen to any of these shows online anywhere Spotify iTunes Google Podcasts you can find it or just go to robgolfie.com or, or just listen next week for another edition of the uh, Golfy Real Estate Show Niagara Edition Rob Phil thanks a lot we'll talk to you next week thank Take you care.